readers, and welcome to A Story Untold, a podcast where once a month I read you a new short story written by me, told by me. My name is Caitlin Witten, and I am incredibly happy to have you here and listening. So let's get to it. This month's short story is going to be a little different because we are going to be doing another novel preview. Today's novel preview is going to be a mystery romance, and it is called Where He Went. This is a novel I am currently in the process of writing, and I hope you guys enjoy this little snippet. Where He Went by Caitlin Witten Laying in bed, drifting off, as I feel his hand brush against my face. I quickly force my eyes open to find my bed empty. I sit up and look around to find that I am completely alone. It was all in my head. Again. I whisper as Chester, my bangle cat, jumps up on the bed and walks over to me begging for pets. At least I have one consistent man in my life. I laugh half-heartedly. Just don't you go disappearing on me now, too, Chester. It had been two weeks since I had heard anything from Jeremy. After four months of dating, I had expected at least a breakup text. But no, he just disappeared. To be ghosted after four months, I thought to myself. That is a new record low. I slowly climbed out of bed and got to my feet, not wanting to move but needing to start my day. Having a meeting with a new client for a commission piece at 9am on a Saturday is never fun. I always find it hard not being able to sleep in on the weekend, but lately I have been having to drag myself out of bed. Running late and possibly losing a client was the only thing getting me moving. I slowly made my way to the bathroom and looked in the mirror at my disheveled state. Hair piled up in knots, makeup smeared from the day before, and dark bags under my eyes from the lack of sleep. I jumped in the shower and quickly erased the evidence of depression, coming out of it as a brand new woman. A business lady. I quickly went through my after-shower routine, starting with facial products. Washing my face, putting on some under-eye cream, spot cream, vitamin serum, and a tinted moisturizer. After I finished my facial care, I moved down my body. Lotion, deodorant, perfume, and lastly, brushing my teeth. I stopped at a little cafe on the way, Hope's Dreams. It had become a regular place for Jeremy and I to meet up on our way to our jobs, a little part of our morning routines that we shared. Today, I opted for the drive-thru, having not seen him here in weeks, and now not wanting to run into him. It was strange not seeing him every day, but I was finally getting used to it, and didn't want to ruin it all now with a possible run-in. After I picked up my coffee, I rushed over to my little corner office in the middle of Seattle. It was one of the smallest and least popular buildings in the city but that was also why I could afford it. Good morning, I cheered to my assistant Wendy as I made my way into the office. Finally, you're here. 
Your new client has been here for almost five minutes, waiting in your office for you, she said urgently as she ushered me into the room. I am so sorry for your wait, I began as I made my way over to my desk. I thought our appointment was at nine. I apologize for the inconvenience. It was at nine, but to be on time is to be late. A tall brunette woman said sternly as she looked up and down me. You should do, she said as she took a seat. I looked over at Wendy cautiously before sitting down and pulling out a notepad. So, what is the piece you would like commissioned? I asked, getting straight to business. A portrait of a family member. I've heard that you might know him. Jeremy Watkins? She asked, and my stomach dropped. This was the first time anyone had asked me about him after he ghosted me. I mean, sure, the barista had asked why I was getting coffee alone, but other than that, I hadn't heard his name in weeks. Um, sure. Do you, do you have a picture reference? I asked, trying to keep my cool and keep it professional. I'm pretty sure you already know what he looks like. But here she said as she slipped a little wallet-sized picture out of her Prada bag. Thank you, I said softly as I looked down at the picture in my hand. I expect it by tomorrow, and we'll pay double. Anything later, and the fee drops, she added sternly as she stood to leave. Wait, what size and style would you like? I asked, rushing out after her. It's my son. Just paint him as is and make it good she said coldly as she rushed out of my office wow she seemed pleasant whispered wendy as we both looked after her she's jeremy's mom i replied dumbfounded what the ghosted after four months jeremy she asked just as surprised as i was Yep, that's the one, I said dryly. And she barely gave me anything to go off of. Just paint a picture of my son. What does that even mean? Realistic, subtle, and from hell? Wendy smiled at me. I gave her a chuckle before slowly making my way back into my office to sketch up the first draft. It's just so strange. I said to Wendy as she leaned against my desk as I sketched. She acted so demeaning, like I had done something to him or hurt him in some sort of way. Well, that's ironic, whispered Wendy as she passed me a light charcoal pencil. She knew about me. Why tell your parents about someone and then ghost them? I asked as I finished up the shading around his nose. I don't know. Maybe he just met someone else or found out you're such a workaholic and he couldn't deal. She chuckled as she nudged me. Probably just met someone else. He said he liked my art. I smiled softly, then remembered the past two weeks and turned back to a straight face. He doesn't deserve your smiles, I thought to myself. After I finished the first draft, I made my way home to my tiny flat with the canvas. 
I had made a deal with the owner of the building that I would pay extra to use his garage as a painting studio. It took some convincing, but he had agreed. Making my way into the garage, there were paintings everywhere. Some scraps, some commission pieces waiting to be sent out, and some just passion pieces. I quickly got to work on painting Jeremy's portrait, trying my best to stay on task and out of my thoughts. I got halfway done when I couldn't stand to stare at his face anymore and went out for dinner. I walked down the street to my favorite sushi place and placed a to-go order. It's due tomorrow. You need to get back to work. No, I need a break. I will finish in a little bit, I argued with myself. I couldn't stand not having a piece done on time, especially with a chance to make double my usual profit. After grabbing my order, I quickly rushed back to the studio, scarfed down my food, and got back to work. It took me hours to get it right, but I finished just before midnight. As much as he had hurt me, I really tried with his portrait, and to be honest, it barely compared to his beauty, but it was good enough. With a big sigh, I fell down the wall and curled up, leaning against it. I cannot believe his mother came to me for this. He must have told her I was an artist and she wanted to rub it in my face. He never even let me meet his family. Not so surprised why now. I slowly got up off the floor and pulled myself out of my self-pity, making my way up to my flat and collapsing in bed. It used to bug me immensely that he didn't want to introduce me to his family, as I had wanted him to meet mine. We seemed so serious and on point. I thought things were going great with us and I could see a future with him, but I guess he didn't feel the same. They are just private people. I promise that you will meet them soon, just not yet. He said as he gently pushed my hair behind my ear and lightly kissed my cheek. And they will love you almost as much as I do. I'm sure of it. I quickly shook myself from the memory, not wanting to relive it all again tonight. Ugh, I cannot go to bed like this again, I said to myself, trying to get the motivation to get up and do my nightly routine. But it didn't come, and asleep, I fell. I woke up the next morning looking like an even bigger mess than the night before. I need to stop doing this, I said aloud to myself, knowing that I wouldn't. I quickly jumped in the shower and did my morning routine before stopping by Hope's Dreams and then heading to the office. When I got there, Jeremy's mom, Cecile, was waiting for me in my office once again. You sure like to be late. She huffed at me as I rushed into the room and behind my desk. Sorry, once again, I thought we were meeting at 9 and it happens to be 8.30 now, I said, looking down at my clock. I had rushed my morning to try and beat her here, but I guess she suspected that and arrived even earlier. I like to be punctual, she grunted, before looking up and sliding her glasses down her nose. Is that it? She asked, looking at the covered canvas I was holding. Yes. I hope you like it, I said as I uncovered it to reveal it to her. Quickly, she snapped it out of my hands and gave it a thorough look. It will do, she scoffed, 
as she tucked it under her arm and turned to walk away. I'm sorry, but the payment? I asked, rushing after her. I already gave it to your assistant, she said coldly, without turning back to me. With that, she made her way out of my office and down to the street. Not a thank you in sight. I made my way over to Wendy with my mouth still gaping open from the experience. It makes sense why he didn't introduce you to his family now, whispered Wendy. Though she did double the rate. This should cover the office rent for like two months. What? I asked, shocked, as I made my way behind her desk to look at the check. That isn't just double the fee, Wendy. That's triple. Why would she do that? Maybe she knows how good you are? Wendy guessed, holding me the check. I don't know. Either way, something seems up, I said dryly, making my way back to my desk with a big sigh. What is this lady up to? I asked myself as I stared down at the check. What if it bounces? Maybe that is what this was all about. One last thing to get back at me with from Jeremy, since ghosting me apparently wasn't enough. One thing is for sure, I am never painting that guy again, no matter the payout, I thought as I pulled out my phone to quickly try the and mobile deposits check. Tonight. Great, I sighed. Wait, it's too large to be mobile deposited. I guess I'll make a trip to the bank on my way home. Quit talking to yourself. Clients are going to think you're crazy, yelled Wendy from the other room with a chuckle. After a short day in the office, I made my way to the bank. To my surprise, the check cleared and was posted to my account. I instantly called Wendy after getting back to my car to tell her the news. It was real, Wendy. The check deposited, I cheered. That's crazy. His family must be loaded, she giggled. It just makes me question her motive for it all. Why come to me? I asked, mostly to myself, lost in thought. Because you're amazing, that's why. Stop thinking about it and just be happy. It usually takes us a month to make that much. Wendy cheered back to me. Yeah, you're right. I'll try and let it go. I answered quietly before hanging up the phone and making my way home. Try I did, but I just couldn't let it go. The questions just wouldn't leave my mind or let me sleep. I spent the night researching Cecile Watkins and was surprised to find out that she was the wife of a governor, making Jeremy the governor's son. Strangely, he told me his father was a businessman, into law or something, not politics. As the night went on, the story just kept raising more questions. Why did he lie about his parents' jobs? Did he think I was using him for his money or something? I asked myself. I just, I don't understand. If he lied to me about so much, why did his mother know about me? It didn't make any sense, but I promised myself I would get to the bottom of it. After realizing it was almost 3am, I shut my laptop and made my way to bed. Snuggling up to Chester, I slowly drifted off to sleep in a deep, dark blackness. Suddenly, 
I felt a hand graze my face, and I opened my eyes to see Jeremy sitting at the foot of my bed. I'm sorry I lied to you. I know I shouldn't have, but I was protecting my family and myself. It was the only thing I lied about, April. I promise. I love you. I sat up to reach out a hand for him when he disappeared, leaving just Chester and I on the bed. I woke up the next morning and concluded that it was just a dream, just like the last. It was just my unconscious trying to console me by telling me what I wanted to hear. Nothing like a dream to wake you up to reality. That was chapter one, The Ghost That Haunts Me, From Where He Went by Caitlin Witten. I hope you guys enjoyed this novel preview, and I can't wait for you to hear next month's short story. Feel free to contact me via email or Instagram with any requests or comments. Sending all of the happiness, love, abundance, and calming energy your way. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay blessed, stay hungry, and stay wonderful. Bye ya! Thank you.